Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Stock Market Investing with the Armor Report. I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is our week in review. We're going to stock. Uh, we're going to spend time talking about the stock market, looking at um, really the tug of war between new leadership emerging and old leadership collapsing. And we're going to wrap it all up with a review of the dollar volatility and treasuries. Okay. Once we're done with all that. We'll hop into the Q&A, which for me has been a real goldmine of um, ideas that we all generate as a community here. So don't forget, the Armour Report is a guide, right? It's the um, expression of how I manage capital. It's, I call it the Armour Investing Way. It's a three-stage process. We build our whiteboard of fundamental ideas, things that we like. We don't buy right away. We add it to the whiteboard. We do research. We wait. We use algorithms at stage two to tell us when to execute, when to buy stocks, when to sell stocks, when to protect capital, when to get capital into the market. Those are armor proprietary algorithms, and I share them with you on this show. Uh, and of course, we wrap it all up with a strong stop loss discipline. Raymond, I'm talking to you, brother. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later in the session. So. Um, Obviously, what I'm sharing with you is information about how I manage my own personal capital. I don't know you. Your risk tolerance could be different. Your goal is different. You have to decide for yourself how to use the Armour Report guide to help you improve your own process and increase net worth over time. Subscribe, 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 guys. There is a free version of the Armour Report, and I'm not sure you all are taking advantage of it. Um, so up here in the top part of the screen at thearmorreport.com, okay, just click on free. It's a free version of the Armor Report. It's action alerts, and I'm sending them out right now every single morning, okay? So I'm just kind of giving you guys a, a synopsis of how we're looking at the market and then perhaps some ideas at the top of our whiteboard of what we're looking at. These are action alerts every morning for free. So think of subscribing there. Then every now and then what I like to do, instead of, carrying a blog on my website, what I'm doing every now and then is sharing with you important thoughts through that free service as well um, through an email. So consider subscribing to that free version. All right. Don't forget, if you like this conversation, thumbs up. That is always appreciated. So now let's get into the discussion process. Um, in the comment section, you guys can be putting up questions as we go. and We'll get to the Q&A and then we'll start going through all of those questions. What's at the top of my mind today um, after last week's action? There are so many cross currents last week. I don't really know where to start. I'm going to shout them out right now in no particular order. And then we're going to kind of dissect and we're going to look at some charts. So those of you who follow the investor's business daily, which I do, I'm a William O'Neill acolyte. I've been following that process. Probably it's the cornerstone of everything I do. I like to think that the O'Neill Way is where I started 30 plus years ago, and I've developed it into the Armour Investing Way. So just like the Armour Report's a guide for you guys, the William O'Neill process of investing was a guide for me, and then I made it my own, right, and took the best of it and fit, fit it to my personality. So I do follow IBD closely, and they just shifted to a market under pressure signals. So the Armour Report, if you guys are, are um, not familiar with this, if you're an insider, you click on um, the Armour Report here, you click on Armour Insiders, and you get basically these four top tabs, right, which I update um, as necessary almost every day, okay? The risk monitor is what we call, um, we, we use the risk monitor to share what our algorithms are saying. So when I look at IBD and they go from, bull market to market under pressure, it goes from green to yellow. That's their way of doing it. What I've said is, look, red, green, yellow light, it's that simple. We have eight algorithms on the big indexes. We look for confluence. When we get it on a bullish side, we go green. When we get it on a bearish side, we go red, right? So when all indexes are selling off at the same time, taking out key support, the algorithms are all telling us to get out, right? And then vice versa. There'll be times where it looks like the end of the world is here, but our algorithms are telling us now's the time to put capital to work, and we get confluence across all the indexes. That's when we go green. 
The rest of the time, we're yellow. So we're, we're still on yellow right now. But I don't like to see the IBD go to uh, – um, really, they've gone to a market under pressure, which is kind of a negative sign. They highlight the S&P as the reason for that, as it drops below the standard moving average. Okay? So that's one thing that's on my mind. I'm going to get to that, and then I'm going to show you the chart of the S&P. And I don't quite agree with IBD just yet. I might next week. I don't agree with it right now. Um, things on my mind. We had quadruple witching. So volume spikes Thursday, Friday of quadruple witching. So if you look at volume action and you say the market's breaking down because volume's up big, I don't know if that's quad witching volume or something really wrong with the market. You know, it's kind of noise to me. Last week was a Fed meeting and quadruple witching. And so you put that together with armor algorithms that have yet to go negative. Okay, we're not, we're not risk monitor red yet. And I say we're still in that limbo. And last week could really just be a whole bunch of noise. So let's go look at the charts right now, the big indexes, and then we're going to get to VIX, Treasuries, the dollar, because they're telling an interesting story. All right? So um, here's the S&P we're looking at. This is a daily chart of the S&P going back to the bottom right here when the Fed started supporting the market. So we're all waiting for what's going to happen to the market when the Fed steps away and stops supporting Another way of saying that is to say a taper tantrum. The Fed's going to start tapering. So the market made what looks like a double top over a month-long period and then a three-day sell-off into OPEX. But it's actually two-day. This day was kind of flat. So down day, then flat on Thursday, then um, down on Friday. So this was Fed day, right? Right here. So the market broke down, and then let's scooch over to the Dow, because that picture is even worse. All right, so the Dow made a clear double top, and now it's clearly below the 200-day moving, uh, the 50-day moving average. All right? In all fairness, though, the Dow has been the strongest index of recent vintage. So this is what I want to share with you. First of all, we're looking at a pattern something like that. All right, this is the uptrend in the Dow, maybe something like that, really. Okay, so every now and then the Dow peaks below the 50-day moving average, and then it reverses and goes higher. So just because you break below the 50 for a couple of days doesn't mean the end of the world is here. It's really going to matter what happens next week. It's important to note, and this is a news flash, okay, Armor Algorithms, we have an index-only portfolio where all we do is own these eight indexes using their algorithms as our guide. So we booked our profit on the Dow on that breakdown. So the index-only portfolio is out of the Dow, okay? Take a look at this. On Friday, we also exited the small cap index as it closed below the 50-day. Now, look, it closed below the 50-day a bunch in here. So it's not over yet. It's not over yet. But our um, entry point raise stop takes us out of the small caps. So what would get us to go from risk monitor yellow to red is confluence. We might get the small caps, the value index, and the Dow breaking down. Okay? But let's look at other indexes. What's going on with the Qs? And I'm going to use QLD just to look at twice the performance of the triple Qs. That looks like a phenomenal pattern about to break out, and there's nothing wrong with the behavior on Friday. Another great pennant formation that it's about to break out of. Look how strong it was on Thursday. Okay? And then how about the innovator funds? And I'm just going to add ARKF, FinTech. Okay? ARK and ARKF, both of which we added to the portfolio last week. So the index-only portfolio got rid of the Dow and the small caps, and added ARC and ARC Financials, ARC, you know, Innovator FinTech. So from a market standpoint, and how do we want to trade the stock market next week? I'll wrap up with this thought. 
Number one, we don't have confluence across the board telling us to get out of the market. We don't have what we saw last year in February, right before the pandemic. So that hasn't happened yet. It might happen next week. We'll have to watch closely. It hasn't happened yet. More importantly, what we are seeing is a rotation out of the industrial names, out of the value names. But if you look at the small cap index, it's full of small cap financials and things like this. And into the leadership names that we love to invest in, that's, that's got, you know, our, our whiteboard is full of all the innovator, you know, technology names. That's where I love to invest. The market's coming that way. Two weeks ago, I was on this show talking to you guys saying, if this market rally is going to continue, the NASDAQ 100 and the ARK Innovator Funds have to reassert themselves. And so we shifted Armor portfolios in that direction two weeks ago. So we had alpha last week. We're not overloaded industrials and small caps, but we didn't get killed. We added alpha because we made that shift two weeks ago. And if that shift continues next week, well, that'll just be a chance for us to create alpha. Industrials go down, the Dow, the small cap indexes suffer, but NASDAQ 100 and ARC funds take off, and that's where the armor portfolios are focused. So the jury is still out on market direction next week, and it's going to be very important for us to follow what happens. Now I want to get to a discussion um, I had with an armor insider in our Slack room. You know, we have a Slack room. We share information all day in that Slack room. And um, longtime armor ins uh, insider subscriber um, shared his concerns. He said, he said, Brett, Look at the dollar and treasuries and, of course, 10-year yields, because it looks like what was happening right before the market crashed last year in February. And so I said, okay, let's do it. I'm going to do it with you right now, okay? Here's the dollar. Huge rally last week. But really, what did the rally do? It just rallied right to the 200-day moving average, right to the downtrend. So the, the dollar hasn't gone anywhere yet. What caused this rally? So to, to the Armour Insider that I was chatting with during the week and to you right now, what I would submit to you is um, we have to look for the reasons for the behavior. Now, there could be reasons we don't know about. Who knows? There could be something that comes out this weekend that tells us why the market's breaking down. I don't know. But for the sake of this conversation, last year in February, the dollar was running hot. Okay? Like here, starting to skyrocket, right? In March and February. Um, right? Okay? And treasuries... We're absolutely skyrocketing, okay? In fact, those of you who were with me then, we were actually long treasury. We bought this right here. We had a nice run on treasuries last year. Uh, yeah, last year in front of the pandemic, okay? What was happening at the time was a pandemic unfolding, and there was a flight to safety to get into these assets. When treasuries skyrocket, the dollar goes up, people are hiding in treasuries. What I submit to you is that what happened last week is a little bit different, okay? Now, again, the caveat is things can change, news can drop, and I'll find out there was another reason for this rally. But for the sake of this conversation, treasuries rallied like this on the back of the Fed comments, right? The dollar rallied like this on the back of Fed comments, Comments that are more hawkish. Comments that are talking about, talking about, talking about, talking about, talking about, talking about, possibly talking about raising rates in 2024. A couple of dots that weren't on the plot, that are now on the plot, but might not be on the plot, but could be on the plot. And there could be other guys that add to the plot at some point in the future. And so the market had a knee-jerk reaction because algorithms are crawling news feeds. And when they gather news information that sounds hawkish. They buy the dollar, buy treasuries, dump equities. It's just stupid trading 
that goes on for a couple of days around Fed meetings particularly gets exacerbated at quadruple witching. So to wrap up this thought, I don't see any correlation between what's happening right now in the dollar and treasuries. And, oh, let's take a quick look at volatility, okay, which it had an up day on Friday. I didn't have one one update. I mean, I don't know why I ever care about looking to get long volatility. I should be selling volatility every time it spikes. I mean, that's like a money machine. You know, and of course, you look back at this, and you say, well, look at the score here. Yeah, man, that was like a once in a decade pandemic, a once in a hundred year pandemic. So what I'm getting at is, yeah, volatility spiked a little bit. Treasuries and the dollar responded to hawkish statements from the Fed. But I'm going to need more than three days of that action for it to change my investment, uh, investing approach. So I, I say to the Armour Insider that brought this up this week, so noted, I appreciate you making sure we look at it. Let's see what happens next week, right? If the market rolls over and breaks down next week and we get stopped out of all of our indexes, so our Armour algos get stopped out, and we go to a risk off red, then I'll say, okay, something's going on there that's more than just quad witching, you know, shenanigans based on dot plots. But for right now, I'm not ready to say that. And let me show you why I'm not ready to say that, okay? I already showed you the Qs and the ARC funds. Let me show you some stocks that are in Armour portfolios right now. And you tell me, you tell me, some of these stocks we own, some of them we don't own, but I want to show you these chart patterns. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, write down these patterns because you're going to want to watch these stocks next week to see how they perform, because this is the new leadership. If they continue to accelerate, then I submit to you that we continue to be in a mechanical bull market. It's a tough year. Okay, it's not like 2020. It's massive rotation. But if we're situated correctly and we catch that, we can create alpha. Take a look at these chart patterns. Okay, don't forget, guys, if you enjoy this conversation, hit the like button. That always helps. And you can subscribe both to this channel. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel down below. And you can also subscribe to the Armor Report for a free action alert. All right? Make sure you're taking advantage of that um, process. So let me just show you. I'm going to show you a stock we don't own but deserves top billing, okay? Is the stock market really collapsing when Google's doing this? And I know there's a lot of talk and concern about the market collapsing, and one of the biggest of the big cap techs is doing this. Take a look at Microsoft, which we do own. Have you looked at Microsoft recently? What's wrong with that pattern? Stock's about to make an all-time new high. That's not rolling over. It's following an uptrend. We added shares of Apple last week on the cross above 130. That's a beautiful bottom right there on the 50-day moving average. This breakout right there, it's to me a dereliction of duty not to own Apple in my portfolio. The reward to risk is great. If it drops below the low of this bar, I'm out. If the market grinds higher and NASDAQ 100 leadership takes over, then this pattern is going to break out to all-time new highs. And we're going to want to be long Apple. It probably looks like that. That's the pattern right there. All right. There it is. It either breaks out of that pennant and the whole market is okay and we're making new highs, or it breaks down out of the pennant and the story's over. But the reward to risk on Apple is a no-brainer in here. How about Amazon? We added shares of Amazon right here as it broke out of the downtrend, right there to Armour Portfolios. I absolutely love owning stocks in my portfolio of companies whose products I use all the time. That's part of my whiteboard. That's the Peter Lynch style of investing. Look it up. Okay, just look around at what your kids use, what you use. I mean, I get so many packages at my door on a constant daily basis 
with the word Amazon on it, right? So every time it breaks out of a pattern, I want to own it. Because what's happening right now, I bought so many shares that it's paying for my packages. And I absolutely love that feeling, all right? I'll get to another stock in a minute of a company that we use, whose products we use all the time. We've made money in this stock before. I think we're about to make money in the stock again. I'm going to share that with you in a minute. All right, but I want you to look at these big cap names. Um, I don't own NVIDIA. I wish I did. I mean, NVIDIA is skyrocketing. Does that have the pattern of a nasty bear market? So there's no confluence of bear setting up, okay? There's just wild-looking bull everywhere in the big cap tech, and innovator stocks are starting to take off. How about Illumina? It's one of our favorite names. We keep trading. It's like, a, it's like an ATM machine for us. We bought Illumina down here. Stock skyrocketed, booked our profit, comes down, makes a double bottom at the 200-day. We buy it right on the 200-day. Stock is running again. These are big cap tech stocks. And I'm going to round it out with PayPal, which is right now breaking out of another pattern. Okay? And they announced on Friday they're raising some of their rates and you know, driving revenue. Okay? PayPal breaking out. And if PayPal is breaking out, you know Square is not that far behind. And so we've added Square to our portfolio on this day right here. Okay, now, of course, what we do when we add positions this late in a market cycle, when it goes risk monitor to red, a green, from red to green, okay, we take positions, right? They start to run. If we add positions later in the cycle like we are now, we always use the low of the day we bought as our stop. The stop is tight. The reward's great, risk minimal. The whole thing rolls over, breaks down. I'll go back to cash on a lot of these names that we're talking about today. So don't forget that. Unlike Raymond, I don't like to see my capital drop 50% in five weeks. Okay? Raymond is able to watch the collapse in his net worth and go buy more leaps. God love you, Raymond. I mean... Those are some serious stones, and, and well done, okay? But I've been managing money for over 30 years. I've worked with maybe thousands of investors at this point, and I can tell you there's about 10% of my client base over that time period, 10%, maybe that's even too much, maybe 5%, that can execute what Raymond's strategy is, which is to just buy stocks and hope that the market always goes up, and when the market collapses 50%, buy more. They're, they're probably 5% of my clients can do that. Raymond, maybe you're one of them. Good for you. But most people who work really, really hard for their money, and for myself personally, where all I do is manage money, right? All my capital is in the stock market, okay? The last thing I'm going to do is watch all of my capital drop 50% in five weeks and just buy more leaps, betting that the Fed will bail me out. Now, in 20. 20, that worked great. So the Fed came right in Belgium out real quick, and the whole market skyrocketed by the end of the year. Had you tried that strategy in 2008, it would have taken you a lot more time, a lot more time to get back to break even. Okay? Had you tried that strategy in 2000, 2001, in the crash of the, of the Internet stocks, it took like a decade for those stocks to make it back to new highs. Okay? So... Make sure you're a student of the market and not just a student of the last 12 or 24 months, okay? And build a strategy that can protect your capital in all kinds of environments, okay? We go into a hyperinflation environment. You go look at what happened in the 1970s. Total devastation took years for people to get their money back. Last year's pandemic and recovery is an anomaly. It's not normal, and you can't build a strategy off of that. Otherwise, you'll bury yourself, and it'll take a decade to get back to break even. So just be advised and be careful. Okay? The Armour Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Risk management. So we want to always have our stop losses in place. And when we catch the right move, we let them run. I'll give you an example of what I mean. This is going back to my conversation about stocks that are working in this stock market. Take a look at CrowdStrike. 
Are we really about to go into a bear market? The cybersecurity stocks are blowing out. We own CrowdStrike a lot cheaper. Okay, we own NetCloud, right, uh, uh, Cloudflare right here, coming across the 50. The stock is skyrocketing, right? We own shares of Zscaler. It's blowing out. Okay? Here's a name we just added at the, um, on Thursday. SailPoint, check it out. Interesting story. Cybersecurity space. Breaking a major downtrend right on the 200-day. Right, the low of Thursday is your stop. It's a pretty easy stop. It's a tight stop. If it catches up with the rest of the um, cybersecurity space, this stock has a, a long way to go. So, in wrapping up my thoughts on the stock market, um, there's a lot of strength in some of my favorite names that are all over my whiteboard. So, I until I see that strength fail. And until I see the armor algorithms go risk off red on all the indexes, I submit to you that last week's action is noise based on the Fed and quad witching. And I reserve the right to change that opinion Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week if the whole market implodes. And I'll be stopped out everywhere, right? But for right now, that's not what I'm seeing. Full disclosure, armor portfolios are anywhere from 20 to 35% cash right now, okay? Because we did get stopped out of a bunch of things last week, and we were booking profits on a lot of them. I'll give you an example. You know that I'm a big fan of gold stocks, okay? But there's no way we're going to round trip this incredible entry point, okay? We bought Newmont Gold right here rallied up to here, booked some profits at a target because it went right to our target and exited the rest of the position before the Fed meeting on this day right here. We booked all of that gain and now it's imploding. Okay? We did the same thing in Franco, Nevada, which actually has held up better than every other gold stock, which is amazing. Did the same thing in Royal Gold, right? Ran up here, booked part of our profit, and got out of the rest of the position right here, actually, on this day right here, the 15th. We did it in front of the Fed meeting by a couple days. Okay? Exited our uh, wheat and precious metals. Exited our SILJ. Right? If you guys are um, picking up what I'm laying down, I shared with you that if this breakout fails up here at the $18.70, $18 area, you can't stay. You can't stay. It's a pennant formation that's failing. It's going to implode. So we booked our profit right up here. We, don't, we didn't have a big profit. We had a small gain in it. We, but we got out of the game before it collapsed. This is why we use stop losses and why we use trailed and raised stops. Okay? You can cherry pick a couple of stocks in your portfolio, Amazon, they always go up, so I can just hold them when the market crashes and go buy more leaps. But if you do that with the majority of your portfolio, it's going to be ugly for you. An example is the metals. You're going to give up many opportunities to make money on a swing trade because you're hoping there's some story that's going to unfold over the long term. Can't do that in metals. Can't do it. You buy weakness, you sell into strength. That's it. Moving on, you know I love the cannabis stocks, okay? But we exited this position here on this day, right there, on the 9th of June, right? I shared with you, it could have been the next day, actually, it could have been the, the, the 10th. I shared with you guys, look, here's a triple bottom. We're buying the bottom right here at $40 a share. It ran up to the 50-day moving average, this black line here, and failed. Well, I'm not going to sit and hold it just because I love cannabis, I'm going to book a profit. We booked a small gain on MSOS. Now it's down to the 200-day moving average. And what you need to do is, is uh, look at Truly, right? Now, if it sets up a double bottom on the 200-day moving average, I will be happy to buy MSOS back. I'll be starting to put leave, right? I'm looking for an entry point into Green Thumb again. I'd love to own Curaleaf. Again. Okay, 
but there's no reason to right now. Now, if it holds and makes the double bottom at the 200 day moving average, I'll be all over them. I can't wait to own those stocks again. But there's no reason to own them now. So I'm going to wrap up this conversation and open the floor for Q&A right now. Don't forget the, uh, the like button. Bang it away for me. I appreciate it. It'll help me out. Also, you can subscribe to the free version of the Armor Report. Don't forget to do that. It's just a free version, right? I'm sending you action alerts every day when we have an alert that's worth sending. It's free. Subscribe, all right? Um, go to thearmorreport.com. I'm going to share with you chart pattern that is hard to ignore. And then I'm going to get to the Q&A. So I've shared with you that we're making money across the board in cybersecurity stocks. Oh, and I'm going to share another couple of names. We added shares of Palo Alto to the portfolio, okay, right here on that update right there. So we're making money in Palo Alto now, coming out of a nice pennant formation. All right, the color code that I use here, blue or green, tells us the, the type of entry on the armor report. Greens are what I call armor value entry points. Blues, what I call armor hybrid entry points, and pink is armor momentum, which you almost never see because I almost never buy it. There's only certain markets where I would chase, and this is not a market to chase, okay? Um, we added Palo Alto last week. We also own shares of Palantir. Now, this is what I want to share with you. Um, before I get to Q&A, this is a strategy I use for um, uh, initial public offerings, IPOs. People love to buy hot IPOs, okay? I don't ever buy a hot IPO. I never buy it in the first few days of trading. You can certainly trade it. We can look at the charts. They skyrocket. Have at it. But from an investing standpoint, what I look for is the first stage base to set up after the asset's been trading at least six preferably nine months. The reason is it's a hot IPO. Everyone gets excited. Do I buy it? No, I put it on the whiteboard. That's the armor investing way. Hot IPO that I want to own that I think is a good business goes to the whiteboard. Then I watch it for six to 12 months, really, looking for the first stage base to set up. The reason these stocks usually come back down, they have the initial offering, all the excitement, all the hype skyrocket. Then insiders are allowed to sell more stock. It's called a lockup period. When the lockup period's over, more shares get dumped on the market. So that sets up the, the next bottom. And very often, it drives the asset right back down to the initial offering price. So I watch for that. Take a look at Palantir. Comes public here. Everyone's excited. Now, I'm not saying you can't trade it. And if you did, well done. Had a huge run. But if I'm an investor looking to really set up a long-term position, okay, I, this was an incredible run. So obviously you could have traded that. But I'm, what I'm waiting for is this sell-off, which was dominated by lockup agreements and all these other things. When the sell-off is over and it tests the 200-day right here and holds and breaks the downtrend back above the 50, that's when I start putting money to work. We're past the lockup period. Now we can start to see if this, if this company can really sink. Do the fundamentals really start to drive institutional investment in the stock, not just hot money playing with the stock, okay? So I'm going to share with you another chart pattern that just blows my mind, okay? And so I'm going to have to find a way into I don't own it yet. Full disclosure, don't own it yet, all right? Looking to own it. This is pager duty. That is an unreal cup and handle. It took longer for this stock to set up a base than I'm willing to buy. Came public back here. What is this? Uh, 19, uh, 2019. Rallied up, and as you can see, immediately got its head handed to it. Took out the offering price. Came all the way down here. Actually, probably came down to the original offering price. It might have, you know, who knows? It might have priced in the 30s and opened in the 40s, right? And so what it did was just come right down to the original price. Maybe. I don't know that for a fact. Set up a huge cup and a beautiful handle. That's a classic cup and handle on the chart. All right? So it broke the handle on Friday. Now, I didn't add the stock to the portfolio Friday because the market was imploding and said, okay, I'm going to wait till Monday morning to see how the market behaves. I'm not adding anything new with the S&P and, and, you know, the Dow breaking down. 
but this is at the top of my list for next week's trading activity. We had another Armour Insider. This is what I love about um, and, uh, all hu humility. I, it's not humility. I mean, this is what I love about the Armour Report. I, you might have other things, but what I love is the sharing of information and ideas on the Slack trading desk. And actually with you guys on Saturday, the Q&A we're about to do, I, I, I get so many quality ideas from that. And so an insider came up with and made a comment. He knows who he is. I appreciate the comment. I think you're absolutely right. I intend to own, oops, that is not what I wanted to do. So let's hope that that didn't just ruin, oh no. <laughs> what in the world just happened to my chart? Wow. I don't even know how to deal with that. Hmm. Oh dear. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to figure out how to fix that. And while I do, just a second. All right. What I'm going to do is share with you a different screen. That was a bummer. Just a second, bear with me. This should open up again. And hopefully, open up correctly. Hey, all right. <laughs> Holy smokes. I hate when that happens on TradeStation. You can fall down a rabbit hole quick. Um, wanted to show you this chart. Elastic Corp. Okay. Bit of a different chart pattern, but in the same type of business as PagerDuty. And that double bottom at the 200-day with a gap up is, is just beautiful. Right? You know, somewhere in here, honestly, if I was all over this, I probably would have added it right here on this day. So I don't, I don't buy the gap up. I wait for a pennant to form, and then when it takes out, the high is here. So it extended higher, and what I'm going to look to do is add this to the portfolio also um, on weakness early in the week if the whole market holds up. All right? So those are my thoughts for you today. On the stock market, I gave you a bunch of ideas. I hope you wrote them down. Use your own Due diligence, right? Figure out your risk tolerance. Figure out your goals. Make sure you don't overcommit to one space. And always know what your stop losses are going to be before you execute, okay? No matter how bullish I am or chart patterns I show you I think are great, I'll be gone from those stocks if they go below the low the day I bought them. I don't care how great they look. I don't care how great the story. Let's get to your Q&A. All right, here we go. First question, BNGO, what's better now? Nice call. Oh, thanks for that, Mr. Rosso. Um, all right, BNGO. I like BNGO. I'm watching it. I step in. I step out. I owned it. I sold it on Friday. I, just had to, I, I stepped out of, um, truth be told, for right now, I've stepped out of most of my small cap biotech just for a couple days here. If small caps break down, owning small cap biotech can be deadly because when they go down, there's no bids. They just, they just implode. So I'm out of BNGO right now, but I still hold Pacific Bioscience. That stock is holding up really well in its trend, and it tends to really follow Illumina, okay? But... I do want to own Pacific Bio, I mean, uh, BNGO again, and it's at the top of my intraday trading list for uh, next week. And if I get a day trade on that skyrockets, I'll hold it overnight and make it an investment. Next question. 
got the best government in the USA. I don't know if that's tongue-in-cheek or what, man. I don't know how to go over that. Hey, Tech Monkey, what's happening? Do you think it's worth buying some shares of Kronos? Since Altria partnered with well, Altria partnered with them a long time ago. That's not recent. They Altria story, right? Um, I that uh, for the sake of this conversation, I'm just looking at chart patterns right now, uh, Deb, and and that chart pattern looks terrible. So I have no interest in owning it right now. But the top names on my list of of um, cannabis is Kronos, CGC. For Canadian cannabis, Kronos, CGC, Telray, okay, and Organograms. Those are my favorite, you know, names for the reason that you mentioned. The Kronos and the CGC, I mean, so, excuse me, Kronos, Organogram, yeah, and, and, and Canopy Growth are all connected to much bigger um, CPG companies that can really drive uh, um, the business. So they're always at the top of my list, but those patterns look god-awful. And Altria is coming way, you know, straight back down. So there's just nothing to do in the cannabis space right now. It's just too dangerous for me. I'll be there. You know I'll be there again, Deb, when it sets up. We've traded it successfully now for like three years. I'll be at it again. I can't wait to buy them again. They're just not giving me any reason right now. KC, you're welcome. Nice to have you. Thanks for joining. UPST. Make sure you guys are subscribing for the free Armor report. Um, upstart holdings. I don't know upstart. I'm going to have to take a look at that and give you some more advice, um, you know, what I might do with it in the future. But I just don't know upstart at all, so I can't really give you a comment. Um, but I'll take a look. Maybe next week, um, give me a holler. So cloud, cloud-based AI lending platform. Effortless credit. Effortless credit. Pretty stellar growth, though, right? I mean, 340% earnings growth last quarter, 90% revenue growth. And that's a real 90%. They went from $64 million last year to $121 million this year. So revenue is really ramping. I'm going to do some research on this. I like the, I, I like the idea, the space. Okay? So thanks for that thought. I'm going to write that one down. U-P-S-T. That could be a, a future whiteboard idea. Look at uh, BV, BVXB, Biovax Pharma. I got nothing to say for you. That chart looks terrible. And I don't know the uh, fundamentals there. So nothing for me to, to add right there, Razmataz. Thanks for joining us today, though. How do I determine what dollar to raise your stops to? An interesting question. Nice to have you. Nice to see you today. Glad you could join the Armor Report. Um, how do I de- how do I determine a dollar to raise the stop to? All right. So th- this is, these are my stop rules. Um, in fact, you can find I did a video about my stops and how I use them. And because you're a, a subscriber now, you can go look. Go to the exclusive video page. In fact, let me I'll just show you real quick. Um, if you uh, go to the video page right here, you'll see, uh, click on that, and you'll see a video that I've done about stops and how I set them up. So I, I can give you more detail there. But um, for the sake of this uh, conversation, normally I use the low of the day I bought the stock as my stop. Sometimes I use the low of the previous day. Okay. Then what I do is when the stock goes up enough, that could be 5% for an index, it could be 10% for a big cap stock, it could be 15% for a small cap stock, whatever, somewhere, figure out your numbers. When it pops enough, I raise my stop to break even. Because what I'm basically saying is at this stage, I want to protect my capital. If the market goes into a wild bull market, I'm going to hold on to all these things, we're going to keep making money. The whole market reverses and implodes, there's no way I'm going to lose money at this point. So I raise to break even once the market goes up enough or the stock that I own pops. And then what I start to do is trail the stop. I use the 50, the, 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 the 25, the 14, or the 9, depending on the type of asset I'm trading, right? So let's take a look at, um, okay, let's take a look at cloud, 
Cloudflare, that's a good example because we're in this stock. All right, so we bought the stock right here as it came above the 50-day, and the thing is running. So this is the 50-day, the black line, the 25, the 14, the 9. So depending on the type of trader you are, if you're a real tight swing trader, you use the most aggressive stop, which would be the 9-day. I usually use the 25-day or the 50-day. Okay, recently on the precious metal stocks, we used the 25-day. I didn't want to wait for the 50. And good thing for that because the thing just cratered through the 50, right? So this time around, I used the 25-day. So it really depends on the type of asset and how, what type of trader investor you are. All right, Scout Cuervo, good for you. QRVO doesn't look too good, though, does it? That doesn't look very good. It's breaking down. <laughs> Ray, Raymond Roundtree. Well, I mean, Raymond's made a lot of money. I wonder if he's here today to defend his, 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 his um, or maybe he'll listen later. And I certainly mean no disrespect. If you could do it, do it. You know, but for most of us, it just doesn't work. And for most stocks, it doesn't work. You can always cherry pick a couple of big names where it works. Grogen, yeah, I got Grogen on my list. You know, it's just, it's coming down to the bottom of this pennant here. Look, if Grogen, True Leaf, Green Thumb, uh, a Cure Leaf make double bottoms at the 200 day, I'll be buying these names again. But I really would have to see probably the small cap index stop collapsing. If the small cap index implodes, these stocks aren't going anywhere. Crypto alert, crypto alert. Can I talk to you guys about crypto? I meant to say this earlier. just wanted to throw this thought out there. Um, Goldman Sachs started trading futures on Bitcoin last week, and I think J.P. Morgan was trading them a while ago. Bitcoin dropped 8% when Goldman Sachs started to trade Bitcoin futures. Food for thought. Love to hear your opinions. Think about this. You can write it in the comment section after this video is over. Okay? Love to see your comments on this thought. I am not surprised in the least that Bitcoin was down 8% when Goldman starts trading futures. I think it is the death knell, the death knell of any asset when Goldman and J.P. Morgan start to trade futures. The beauty of Bitcoin is that it had a limited supply, right? And nobody manipulating it. And now you've got the big investment banks playing in the futures market. You don't think it's going to get manipulated? I mean, just ask any gold investor, any silver investor, any energy investor. The worst thing that ever happened to these assets when <laughs> the big investment banks started trading futures. Just a word to the wise. It would drive me into Ether or Cardona ADA or something other than Bitcoin, in my opinion, for what it's worth. All right. All right, um, you buy Wish, we'll make a lot of money. Um, I'm going to do some research on Wish. We were trading Wish on our trading desk um, last week. Um, and that chart pattern looks god-awful, okay? So there's nothing that makes me want to invest there. But everyone keeps talking about, uh, it, about it, and I figure I'll take a look. Online retail services, which enable merchandise and content to be sold via the Wish.com. I, you know, it's not a business model that really gets me that excited. They lost 11 cents last year. Uh, they lost 21 cents this year in the same quarter, which is the end of the March quarter. You know, okay, revenue's ramping, 75% increase year over year. But they're just bleeding money. I, I mean, I guess if you invested in Amazon when they were bleeding money, you made a fortune. So who knows? Maybe it's the next Amazon. All right. Um, Zendesk. Yeah, Zendesk looks really good. Yeah. You know, normally, guys, I don't overweight any one sector, but the, the Zendesk, the, the pager duty, the ESTC, I, I, I'm in love with Tenable. I mean, I, the, the research I've done on Tenable, I mean, I, I think this company will be acquired. And by the way, I have no inside information there. I have no idea if that's going to happen. It's just rank speculation. But 
I mean, these companies look phenomenal. I almost want an entire portfolio of, of cybersecurity type ideas. I know Zendesk may not be exactly um, that characteristic, but they, they all kind of run together. And these are the things that are really making money in this market. So I'm going to keep leaning in that direction. You know, they help optimize engagement, you know, Zendesk with, um, with customers. It's an interesting pattern, there's no doubt. So let's put that on our list, Eras, to trade next week, right next to all these other names that, that are really working well. Okay. Oh, Snow, you know, so, so funny as to it. Um, uh, uh, Eras brought up Snow, I think it was on Friday, right, Eras? And I meant to bring this up. I'm glad you did because this is the same type of chart pattern I love to invest in. Came public here, everybody, you know, hot stock, everyone loves it, blah, blah, blah. Then it sells off, sets up a bottom. We get past um, uh, the um, lockup agreement expiring. So something like, I don't even know if that's the right. I don't like the way that looks. That's not right. Something like this to me. That looks like a blow off. Something Something like that. Probably something like that. You know, coming back out above the 200-day moving average on a tight base like that, wow, that looks good. Hey, here's another name that's in our stable. How about Unity? After doing research on this, that's, a, that's an ideal example of what I'm talking about. Hot IPO, skyrockets, sells off, get past the uh, a lockup agreement, breaks back out above the 200-day moving average, and sky's the limit on this thing if it can get going. So I do think... Um, I, I do think Snow is, is right in our wheelhouse. I've done research on this company before. I really like the idea. So um, top of the list again, and uh, well done on that call. All right. Um, Saber, it happens that I see two similar-looking charts, but you like one a lot, a lot, and what the other. What are the clues? Uh, that's a great question, Saber. I don't um, know if I can answer that Qu- question. Can you do me a favor? Look, I know you're an insider, and so um, when when you see that happen, call me out on it in the Slack room, and I can literally I'll I'll take the chart and I'll I'll break it down for you, and I'll post the chart patterns of the two separate patterns and try to express you know why I like one more than the other. So it's hard to answer that general question. Um, from, from a big picture standpoint, technical analysis is a bit of an art, not a science. It's, um, I've looked at so many patterns over 30 plus years that there's a certain look that makes me money and, and other things that don't. And I can share it with you if you literally call me out on it. I can share with you that this is, but I want you to know. When I was in college, I went to Boston University. I, I used to like my my wallpaper was full of like stock charts. I mean, my entire room was just like stock charts everywhere. <laughs> I mean, so I've been looking at stock charts and you know looking at patterns and you know so it's just it's why I started the Armor Report to share this information with you. So ask me directly. Hey, this looks exactly the same as this. Why do you like this one, not that one? And I'll I'll answer you in the Slack room and I'll I'll write up on the chart what it is so you can see the differences. G-N-O-G. Golden nugget. Um, Right now I have a problem with um, the gambling stocks, okay? So I mean, just look at what's going on in, in the names that everyone loves. Penn National is breaking down Right, DraftKings is a disaster, whether you believe the short report or not. Okay, um, MGM Resorts rolling over. What's, what's Wind doing? Wind tried to break out and failed. So I, I don't know what's going on in, in the gambling space, but it doesn't look good to me. And that chart pattern of GNOG doesn't work for me either. So KMAC, you know, um, I'm just sharing my own personal opinion. If you like the idea and you have fundamental reasons to own it. That's up to you, but um, that that pattern doesn't work for me. That, that's a pattern I would avoid. That, that, 
I mean, that's a pattern I would avoid. Hey, Piotr, how you doing? Neo, yeah. Take a look at Neo. Well, this is a name for my day trading list. You know, I'd love to, on the live, Armor Live Trading Desk, I'd love to trade Neo. We've traded it in the past. Um, full disclosure, for those of you who don't know me, all right, um, I do not buy and hold Chinese investments. I won't do it. Because deep down, I think it's a farce. I don't trust a single piece of information coming out of China. The Chinese companies don't follow generally accepted accounting principles. Accounting's hard enough to trust. There's all kinds of shenanigans going on here in the U.S. But I feel like China like just thumbs their nose at the whole world and says, we're not even going to try to comply <laughs> with with the generally account, uh, acceptable accounting principles. So I'll day trade them, but there's just no way I'm going to buy and hold them. I just can't. I can't do it. There's too many other opportunities where I feel more confident. Another thing, just to be clear, I like to get on conference calls and listen to management teams and talk to management teams for something to get onto my whiteboard. Okay, it's part of my process. And very often with the Chinese companies, I can't reach out to anybody. I don't even know if anyone's there. I just, I can't do it. So I generally stay away. I don't own them overnight. That chart of NEO looks great. I understand why you want to do it. The fundamentals look great. Okay. They're, you know, it's an interesting idea. I just, you know, and I have this little green box here because this is the armored value entry point right down here, right? It's making a nice bottom right at the 200 day and it looks like it's going to run. So I totally get it. It will be on my list for the Armored uh, um, Pro Live Trading Desk. So I'll be sharing my screen and trading this next week, but I'm not going to own it. Daniel, how you doing, man? Tan, all over this idea. Love Tan. Love it. In fact, this is the way I intend to play solar energy if I play it at all. Okay, so we had a couple of great breakouts. P ENPH. Just blew out. That looks great, right? Um, okay, Solar Edge, right? Um, what was the other one? There's one more. Oh, yeah, Run. Oops. Okay, these are all looking really, really good. The way I'm going to play it is I'm going to own TAN, the ETF of all of them, to reduce my risk but still capture upside. The reason I haven't bought it yet is I'm just not sure. I don't like when the stocks go up a lot during a given week because there's talks about infrastructure packages and what the Democrats are going to do, blah, 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 with, um, um, with solar energy. I, I don't like to buy those weeks. So I want to watch to see how it trades. And if I can get a good entry point on the live trading desk in the morning that pays, I might hold it overnight. That's my thought there. All right, any more questions you guys let me know. Otherwise, we're going to round it up with this. A-W-R-E. Aware. Well, I'm not aware of aware. I had to say that. It's terrible, but I had to say it. Um, A-W. Signal processing, digital communications, biometrics, digital imaging applications. Uh, there's nothing I can say here for you. I mean, it's so tiny, it's hard for me to do anything. It's, it's only got $4.4 million in revenue last quarter. That's just too small for me, brother. The average daily trading volume is 48,000 shares, and it's a $3 stock. That kind of says it all to me, Rick. It, it, that says it all to me. That is just so tiny. The manipulation can be so fierce. And, you know, here's a word I'm going to share with you, an embarrassing moment for me this week. I was day trading a small cap stock like this that, not this illiquid, but was illiquid. And I had stops in place, so it was a stop limit order. And I thought I gave it enough room on that limit, okay? And the stock just traded, it like ghost traded right through my limit, 
right? And opened up a lot lower. It, it was complete implosion without trading right down through the limit. I didn't notice it right away, and it cost me even more money later when I did notice it. This is an embarrassing moment for me, right? And I'm sharing it with you so that you recognize when you trade things like this that trade by appointment, it can get real ugly real quick. So the reward to risk isn't worth it. I almost never trade something that's this illiquid. And what I did trade had more liquidity, but even then it was too illiquid. And it's why I try to focus my attention on, especially day trading, much more liquid names. So I avoid, you know, weird disruptions on prices. Okay. And, you know, if you want to day trade, this, we just, this was an ATM machine for us this week. Okay. Te Tesla was an absolute ATM machine. It was just beautiful trading. Now you got to trade it big enough. I put a lot more money into Tesla because it trades like water, right? This is the day trading screen of Tesla. This is the volume weighted average price. Okay. This is, yes, this is the prior day's trading Thursday. This is Friday's trading. So what we look for on the live trading desk is a stock that trades above prior day's VWAP, consolidates, which it did here, and is trading above top day VWAP and gives us a risk on buy signal, which we got right there at 12 o'clock on Tesla. We put our money to work right there. Notice how it never challenges the stop, which is the low of the bar we bought. And it goes right up to the average true range high of the day, which is this, this um, teal colored line. I don't know if you can see this clear enough, but it, it's such a gift. The ATR is such a gift. It goes and touches the ATR and reverses. We booked all of our gains right there. Stock never saw a higher price. This is how we trade on the Armor Live Trading Desk. We did it again right back here the day before. Look at, see how it works? Tesla traded, this was the Wednesday's price. It opened above prior day VWAP. It made a small pattern right here. We bought this bar right here as it broke out above the tops of the previous day. Ran right up to the ATR, booked our profit. Stock came down, the deal went up, but it looked like it closes below the ATR. Trading like water. So that, those are the things we try to focus on on the day trading desk. All right, a couple more questions I'll look at. Um, ATNM. Huh, I don't know it. i got to look into it. Let's put that on the list to talk about uh, in the Slack room. ATNM. Cancer drug, targeted radio therapy platform. Well, this is total concept idea with no earnings, no revenue, right? So this is a cash burn situation. You got to figure out if they'll have enough cash saver to make it to a product that's that's viable, right? Or do they make it to the point where uh, a big pharma company makes an investment? Um, that chart right there is something I would avoid. But if it broke out above the 200-day moving average, that would be a good trade to put on. Do I do much with options? Great question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Almost never. Almost never. Every now and then I'll do something if I can find an opportunity. Last year when we were buying the, the cannabis stocks, we talked about it in the Slack room, Armor Insiders, we shared this information. We were buying canopy growth leaps because they were just so ridiculously cheap. Canopy growth was just down on its bottom, right? And we looked at the leaps and they were so Cheap. You could buy like 12 plus months worth of um, time for something. I forget what it was. It was like 25 cents or something. It was obscene. So we, we bought the leap. So if we see a situation that is um, in a company that we already like that is totally mispriced, I'll buy an option. Okay. I use index options to hedge. So last week, and I shared this with everybody on the, on, the, on the Armour Report during the week. We were buying puts on the S&P, the NASDAQ 100, and small caps in front of the Fed meeting, right? And then on the collapse on the Fed meeting, we booked our profit in those puts, okay? So I'll use index puts to hedge, but I don't usually trade too aggressively on uh, uh, options. Rick White, I'm going to take, pay attention to what you're saying there. I'm going to write that down, okay? So we're going to 
do some research on AWRE and um, keep our eye out for volume. All right, everybody, this has been a fun conversation. Thanks for joining. Any last questions? If not, I'm going to wrap up, um, see if I can't make my way down to the beach. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this conversation, give us a like. Um, you can subscribe both to this uh, YouTube channel or our free armor action alerts. Just go to the armor report and click on subscribe. All right, guys, listen, have a great weekend. Um, have a great Father's Day, and I'll see you all again next Saturday. Armor Insiders, 8.30, bright and early Monday morning, and we'll get back at it. All right, guys, take care.